This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Zing This. You got me, Zinger. And me, not Ellie. Yes, um, Ellie kind of came down with a bad case of um, can't talk right now. So instead of having her try to talk, I'm just going to have Phil Rude on instead to co-host with me today. And I am happy to be here. I imagine Ellie's voice sounds a lot like mine I, right now anyway. So, I was uh, going <laughs> to actually make that joke, but you 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 beat me to it. So, yes. Oh, it, see, it, so it, it's like a full replacement. So, yes. Uh, for I'll for all we know, Naruto and roll my eyes at Zinger's jokes, and that's, uh, and well, it'll be like she's here. Except for the main topic tonight is one that she would want nothing to do with, but we will get to that momentarily. We've got some nerdy news to talk about first, and the big news is the moving of a certain movie to a week earlier now. Yes, Infinity Wars has been moved a week up. But Phil, not to put you on the spot here, how does this affect you being somebody who has not been too enthralled with Marvel movies of late? Uh, not very much at all. I mean, if I go see it, I'll, I'm, uh, if I go see it, I mean, I'll see it whenever uh, we decide to head out. Either me and the boys will go opening weekend, whatever that falls on, or, um, or we'll wait for the crowds to die down after a couple weeks, which is kind of what we've been doing with big movies as of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the exception, uh, yeah, even with Star Wars, we we waited a couple weeks. Um, it's a little tough because you got to go internet blackout, but um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't I don't follow opening dates in general very much. There's stuff I keep an eye on and I go, oh, that's coming out this weekend, and and we kind of make some room for it if it's something we're we're really pumped up for, but uh, yeah, I don't know what what's their reason for for bumping they it up. They haven't one hundred percent, to the best of my knowledge, disclosed it. Um, there is a rumor that we did discuss on. I think it will be later this week's episode, recorded last week, but later this week's episode of <laughs> Knights of Vader. Sorry, I'm trying to remember okay. the record schedule for that one. Um, it gets We're, tricky when you do a couple shows. Yes, it does. Um, it, it really does. Um, but we talked on there about it, and I think we kind of concluded it might have something to do with Solo, which is the other thing we're going to discuss real quick. But that that it's trying to give Solo some more breathing room, possibly, because of what happened with Black Panther, how that's still raking in money. They're afraid that it will overshadow solo and make that yeah. not have the best box office in the world which it, there could be an argument made that it wouldn't in the first place so uh, that's the other reason i wanted to get you on because i wanted to get your opinion on this because i know before the trailers and stuff you were lukewarm to this whole thing and i'm seeing if maybe the trailers have changed your opinion sir uh solo the super bowl teaser uh, kind of piqued my interest a little bit, and then the full trailer uh, totally deflated that. I, I said, "This looks like 
the laziest movie I've probably ever seen. Um, it looks like a trope machine, basically. Um, we saw a, a trailer for it. My wife and I saw Annihilation this afternoon. How, how was that, by the way? It's incredible. It okay. really is. It, and I, we're talking about it on I, Hot I, Mountain tomorrow. I knew you were, so I, do, I don't want you to say too much because I don't want to step on your guys' toes for that episode. But Yeah, I'm kind of curious as to how much I'll be able to talk about it. it. It's almost like I need to see it again. I need a little time to, to sort it all out. It, it's, it's one of those that needs to set in. Yeah. Movies? Yeah, it's a heady movie, okay. and it's pretty trippy. Okay, uh, but we saw we saw the solo uh, trailer before that, and my wife is a big Star Wars fan, and she leaned over to me and she said, "Why does this? Why is this not grabbing my attention? Why is this not getting me pumped for this movie?" And I just said, "It looks boring. It looks like um, paint by it number looks like Star a fan, Wars, a fan service." prequel uh getting a team together uh i'll say what most people have said donald glover looks great as yes. lando i mean we only get a shot of him i don't know how he is acting but donald <laughs> glover in general is pretty solid you know with whatever he's doing maybe he's just gonna um, sit there the whole movie and just have these like smirks on his face and he never you, you never he never talks he just if always they sneak has a smirk a cold and... 45 yeah <laughs> a cold 45 on the table next to him i will just lose it um but yeah, I'm not really pumped for solo. I, I think I think the camps are split on this. I'm someone who is uh I like Rogue One good enough. I was about to say what's uh, your I can't remember what your opinion on Rogue One is, and that's kind of a deciding thing for a lot of people. Rogue One is is good. It's just there's too much fan service in it, and I feel like that's the route they're going with all the prequel stuff. It's all or wink, the wink, stories nudge, nudge, within the Star right? Wars universe. And um, the other the other thing I think people I hear a lot of remarks about is like it's so cool to see the Falcon brand new where I'm I'm kind of like the thing that's cool about the Falcon is that it's old and junky and it keeps going and it keeps performing, you know, like that's it's seen some shit, you know, it's seen some stuff and and it's battle scarred and, and old and it keeps on ticking. And that's what's cool about it. A brand new. Right off the factory floor, Millennium Falcon it, really doesn't do it for me. Here's okay. This is something. I mean, I need to see the movie. Big, big, big thing is I need to see the movie to get my full right. opinion on it. But um, Han Solo for me, and I know I've expressed this before, is never been a character I've sat there and gone. I want his origin. I want to know what makes him tick. I want to know what. Oh, he did. It's like I. I don't care. I. I find the less I know about him, the more interesting he is. And for this movie, I think the way to win me personally over is to have him be the most least interesting character in this movie. Like him be the most completely most uninteresting character. Everyone else is driving the story. He's sort of the, he's sort of the um, audience eyes into this world sort of thing. Yeah. That's, I think uh... that would work for me. Everyone's probably going to hate that though. If they do it that way. I, I see your point of view on that, though. Have him be the expository character yes. and make, like, Woody Harrelson be the, the cool guy yeah. or whoever uh, that, that woman is. I don't know who she's playing or or anything. I, I should know these things, but of late, apparently, names and stuff have just left me. So in my old age, I'm losing it. Well, all the old canon is gone, too. So, yeah. I mean, there's a ton of new characters, too. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like A New Hope is young Han Solo. You know, it, it, that, that, going, that is. going back much further than that is he's a little younger. Okay. Um, and just the, I don't know, the voiceover in the trailer is like, oh, I got kicked out of the Academy for having a mind of my own. I'm like, don't, don't tell me that. Show me show, yeah, him show acting me. independently. I'm like, this just looks lazy is, is what it comes down to. Why do I uh, all of a sudden, and I know this is, this is, has nothing to do with anything else. I just get the image of him instead of Kurt in the newer Star Trek movie sitting there like during one of the flight things eating an apple and just flying through like asteroids <laughs> like yeah, not caring. Yeah, yeah, just totally uh going through the motions which yeah. is kind of what this kind of what this movie feels like it's gonna do anyway. I know Ron Howard directing that's that's great but I'm not going to pretend Ron Howard's never made a turd of a movie either, you know. Um I don't know. There were problems with the production early on. They said, oh, the kid can't act. They brought in acting coaches, uh, director left, writers left. It, it just seems like it's plagued with problems. And I'm sure eventually I'll see it. I honestly don't know. This could be the first Star Wars movie uh, since uh, I've seen them all since Jedi in the theater. Um, but I, I don't know that I will make the trip for this one. If, if I got a slow weekend and I feel like it, (laughs) I, I might, you know, I'm not counting it out completely, but I'm just not stoked for it, which is really, it's really weird for a star Wars movie. I, I came out, I mean, I don't know I've discussed this before, but just, just for our discussion here, I came out of the trailer with very, I was more impressed with the trailer than I expected to be. I've I've been going into this movie with not trying to be completely like I'm not about this, but at the same time I'm trying to give it a chance because um, Rogue One was something that I mean I love that movie. I'm not saying this is going to be that caliber of a movie, but I kind of want to go into it with at least somewhat of a positive spin on it. And the the trailer for me kind of was like okay cool. And of course, as it's been stated before, if you put a Star Destroyer anywhere but in space for me, I immediately go, that's awesome. And it's pretty cool. It, it's one of those things, like Rogue One, I was like, they have a Star Destroyer that's in atmosphere over a city. That's awesome because I've always read about it. It's always been something I'm like, that's awesome for them like to be like this imposing thing. And now it's like, oh, now we got one, you know, flying through some. It's in space, but it's through like some cloud of something. And it's just like, right. that, that just looks cool with all the lightning and stuff. So. Who knows, that might be a scene that's like, that. that's all it is, and I'll be sitting there going, well, darn. But, <laughs> or you'll be sitting there going, greatest scene in the movie. Yes, best, best part of the movie right there. I paid whatever amount it is for tickets at that time for this scene and nothing else. Before I think, or after. I think, I think kind of the best I'm, I'm hoping for is that it's like Rogue One, which I think Rogue One is a flawed movie, but I think there's some very cool stuff in it. It like, is fan service all around and if you can just get on board for that i think you're i think most people if you are on board for that portion of it it's a it's it's a great movie then right right so, sorry yeah, to i agree that <laughs> no no it's it's there's some cool characters introduced rogue one doesn't explore all the characters that i wanted them to but mm-hmm. you know blind force sensitive uh jedi priest or whatever uh donnie yen's character was yeah um like Super cool guy, uh, Cassian. Cool guy. I, I wish we would got would have got into them more. Um, well, they introduced some really fun stuff, and 
but the you know the plot looks very similar to what the plot of solo looks like like we're getting a team together for a job and and it's like most of them might die because they're not in the rest of the movies because they're not in the rest of the star wars movies right it's kind of i i'm a little prequeled out and and i just you know star wars is great it's a huge universe let's go play in a different part of the sandbox for and and that's that's the thing that gets me is I, I complain constantly, and that's maybe why I love Last Jedi, is Last Jedi sort of propels the notion, as Kylo says in it, you know, this story isn't about you. You know, right. this, this this whole thing where he's like, it's, it's about me. I'm a Skywalker, so I'm important in this universe. It's like that, there's something, I love the Skywalker lineage, but I, I just want movies and stuff that does not have to keep going back to a Skywalker or to a Solo. There is more than 20 people in this galaxy, and you never hear about any of them for the most part. Exactly. Right. So, I, I think there, it's it's such a rich world, and so much of it is just falling by the wayside. And so, them if they go to tattooing, I wouldn't want them to go to Moss Eisley. I wouldn't want them to run into Ben Kenobi. It would be cool to see, but at the same time, it's like you're making this universe, you're making this galaxy so much smaller by right. saying, "Oh, these people." You know, I, I I like the little nod in in Rogue One of you know the 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 guys from the bar. You know, them running into them that was nice because <laughs> it was something to where they they're they're not main characters. They just live in this world and it would be it's just having obi-wan there makes it too much like a ugh moment for me it, it's too small yeah yeah exactly. it, it, it you, you 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 make it small and i don't like i i like my universe i mean my so i keep saying universe it's, it's galaxy my galaxy big so it is big yeah. and you know and um, we see it as they travel across it in all the movies and it's we see these glimpses of all these other worlds and the and mm-hmm. the they just I don't know. I I just want to see him dive into that. I want to. I want a whole roster of characters who aren't connected to the Skywalker story, the Empire, and, the Rebellion. And, and Rogue uh, One had that to an extent, at least. It, it had you know people that's like I don't know who these people are. I mean, yes, they're all going to probably die, and ta da, they sure all enough, did. Yep. So it, it was one of those things too that I mean, we all kind of went into that movie. I feel going. They're all going to die, but there's that little thing in the back of your mind going, are they really going to kill off everyone? And it's like, nope, they're going to. So, And uh, I, I honestly give them props for that, too, yeah, because I, it, it, it was a bold move mm-hmm. and, you know, something that um, you kind of you kind of want to see moving forward. We Everyone was a little it was the first prequel movie since it had been under the Disney umbrella. Yeah. And and since it had not been in George Lucas's hand and we go. Mm-hmm can they do something different and yes and no was kind of the answer so it's uh the last jedi another big step outside the box i mean still on the skywalker line but uh that movie is boldly different than the rest of the star wars franchise and as i've said before um i did three hours if you calculate all of it up just on here of predictions right I I am 100% sure the only thing we got right in all the guests, all the time we spent on there was that Ray was a nobody. And you know what? I am I walked out of there so happy that all my predictions were wrong cuz it meant that this movie went outside of what I was expecting. That's one of the best things you could get right. Exactly. That's that's one of the things I was happiest about in that yep. is she's a she's a scavenger orphan and and that's it. Uh good good uh good stuff on on them for taking that leap and going mm-hmm. no no skywalker yeah or kenobi or anything just right right just a just a new person just like technically anakin was to the world 
yeah in the prequels and everything but but not to compare those two and you know what not to not to diverge from star wars which we all know we love and everything um we have a topic today and we're gonna go to a quick break and when we come back things are gonna get a little evil and dead (laughs) for a second time all right we'll be right back with some more zing this Hey, are you a jock that likes comics? Are you a nerd that likes comics? Do you feel left out sometimes? Well, then we've got the show for you. I'm Imran. And I'm Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we host the Jock and Nerd podcast at jockandnerd.com. If you're looking for fun, entertaining, laugh-out-loud geek chat over all the latest Marvel DC shows and news, visit jockandnerd.com. Full spoiler podcast, lots of swearing. Uh, You're such a jock. You're such a nerd. Oh, come on. Shut up, nerd. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today, Phil Root has been kind enough to join us for a topic that Ellie wouldn't hate doing. I just know that she'd sit there and stare me down the entire time we'd discuss it. So, with her not being able to be here today, me and Phil decided to go over one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't I don't know where it ranks with you, sir. I, I wouldn't put it in uh, in, like, my top movies of all time, but I've... I've seen it maybe two or three times. Uh, I really do enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love, uh, and we'll get into what I love yes. about it. But it it is really a a unique movie, and that gives it a lot of street cred with me. It, uh, what what we are discussing before we keep alluding to it is the Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two movie, and this is a movie that I saw Evil Dead Two before I saw the first one. And I just fell in love with this movie because I'm not a big horror fan. I, I like certain horror movies, but this one, I know it's kind of a... And I was going to have a discussion with you about this on whether you consider this a horror comedy or if it's or if it's not. I, I, I mean, I consider it a horror comedy, but it's a horror comedy that, like, it's done so well. And I just fell in love with this movie. Bruce Campbell's amazing in it. And I know we'll get to our top three moments in our discussion but I, I just, th- this is a movie I've loved so much, and the follow-up to it, um, Army of Darkness, is great. But to be honest, real quick, the first movie, I really could care less. I, I've watched it probably two or three times, and I'm not that in inter- it. It's just, I like the way they followed it up. I don't like the original at all. I, I've never gotten through Evil Dead 1. It's, I've made it maybe halfway, and I just <laughs> I can't do it. I understand the appeal of it, but at the I, same I time, I get it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and that's one of the things I love about this movie is it recaps, it sort of re re redoes its origins in the beginning of this movie, and then when you watch Army of Darkness, it goes back and once again retells the story, but changes everything to make it work for the next movie. Right. So, um. But we're we're gonna we're gonna do this kind of the way we do like the Star Wars and our Spider Man stuff, to where we're gonna do our top three moments or things from this movie. So, sir, if you would like to do your three first, since you are the guest. Uh yeah, yeah. I'll run down. You you just want all three right in a row? Go for it. Uh, all right. Uh, my I, this is no particular order, but I uh, first on my list I have when Ash's girlfriend Linda, I think mm-hmm. his. Uh, Linda comes out of the grave and starts dancing around the the stop motion puppet that comes out 
Yes. When he's looking out the window and her head rolls over to her and it's just such a surreal, weird moment that that if you haven't caught up to the aesthetic of Sam Raimi by that point, that lets you know what ground you're standing on. Uh, I just think it's it's such a weird, great scene. Um, my second on the list is when the house goes crazy, like the laughing mm-hmm. deer head over over the mantle, and the it's like a fun house. It's like a yes. carnival fun house, really, really trippy. And uh, number three, I couldn't leave it off my list is the eyeball that flies across the room. Uh, that is definitely <laughs> a good one into the mouth of. Uh, the tow truck driver's uh, girlfriend. It's that that makes me laugh out loud every single time I see it. It's just so cheesily done, and it's Billy, yes, Bobby <laughs> Joe, Bobby, Bobby Joe. Joe yeah, because I was like, I'm trying. I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot it for a second. I'm like, oh no, wait, I remember the one guy yelling at the like when they're in the woods and everything. Uh, for me, in no particular order, um, the moment after Ash is forced to cut off his own hand. Because it's been yeah. corrupted, and he puts it under the trash can and puts books on top of it, and the book on top is Farewell yes. to Arms. It's one of those things, Great. it's so <laughs> stupid, it's so perfect, it's just one of those, I'm like, I, I love it just because of how just perfectly poignant it is. Um, the House Going Crazy is definitely one of those things to where I feel like the first time I was watching this movie, I was sort of sitting there just kind of like, buh watching it just not really (laughs) and then that happened i'm like this is vaguely terrifying like out of left field kind of thing to where i wasn't expecting it in this because i had never seen it when my friends like you need to watch this movie so i'm like okay man whatever and i watched it and i'm like sitting there and that actually made me sit up and go oh my gosh this isn't some dumb b-rate movie this is the ultimate b-rate movie right (laughs) so so i i enjoyed that and this one's a little bit out of the box here this movie, in my opinion, has one of the best movie posters of all time. And it is the movie poster where it's the skull right. with the human eye still in it. And it's just, I, I know that the, I, I normally say moments are things. This is something that I, I remember this movie every time when I was younger. And I used to go into a video store. And for you kids, what a video store is, is you just go <laughs> rent movies instead of, you know, streaming them online or going to, um, red box and getting them from there you have to go into an actual full store and talk to some guy who has probably seen all those movies and probably um reeked of popcorn and bo so yeah if, but, if you were lucky you got that guy yes. the guy who knew about movies otherwise you get the disinterested i don't know it's out uh that guy who, yeah. who <laughs> couldn't tell you anything but i remember every time we walked by the horror section when i was younger seeing that 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 VHS, which a VHS is a cassette, which, okay, I'm, I'm done. Um, <laughs> it, it, it would sit there and just stare at me. And every time I'd saw it. And then once again, once I saw the movie and then saw the posters and stuff for it, I'm like, that's that movie I always used to see. And I'm like, that movie creeps me out. Cause it's a skull staring at me. That's such a great choice uh, to, to have the movie poster as your moment because it is, I think it is an iconic poster. It, 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 really, a- it really is, and it's one of those things that, like I said, in retrospect, it all made sense to me then when I was like, oh my gosh, that's that movie poster I always see. And yeah. I'm always like, what is that movie? I know I'm not allowed to watch it, but what is it? So, it's, it as, as you walk past it in the video store, the eyes kind of follow yeah, you as yep. you walked around it. 
Yeah, uh, but it, it, it's a it's kind of a cheesy looking skull, and it just fits the movie. It's, yes, it's weird. It's it's odd. It's a, it's vaguely creepy. Uh, it, yeah, great choice. Now, as we said earlier, do you consider this a horror movie, a comedy, a hybrid, a parody? Like, where would uh, you land this for your opinion of it? I I would put this as a. Uh, as a horror movie that knows how silly horror movies are, it it's almost acknowledges that the premise of a zombie movie is silly, and yes. and I think now when we have The Walking Dead, we have Train to Busan, we have uh, World War Z, where zombies are taken very seriously. It's weird to go back thirty years and find this movie that goes zombies are silly, and we're going to have a lot of fun with this. It's it's yeah. a horror movie with comedic elements um, that kind of acknowledges what it is at the same time. It's a very self-aware, almost meta yeah. kind of movie. And also, I mean, the the blood and stuff in this is is just comically over the top. It's so over the top. It's great. And this is also one of those movies I feel where, like, I did notice, like, you can see, like... I was going over some notes and stuff for like, you know, oh, hey, there's stuff you might not know about the movie, this, that, and the other. And there was like goofs and mess ups. And I'm like, I don't even need to look at that because I know there's a ton of them in this oh, movie. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those things where it just sort of embraces its weirdness. Um, the entire room is flooded with blood and then nothing. it looks like nothing happened. Was, not, it in, yeah. was it in his head? Was it not? Does it even matter? Like that kind of stuff in this movie, I really enjoyed. Like watch And once again, watching it again... I was just sitting there just like, man. And the problem is I didn't get a chance to, as soon as I was done with this one, put in Army of Darkness. Because I feel it does such a good lead up into Army of Darkness because they knew they were going to get that movie or they knew they wanted to do that movie. And there was so much build up in, in, in putting things into place for that. Much like since we are discussing Spider-Man right now, Sam Raimi was doing with that trilogy with the right. lizard and stuff like that and building up stuff because he knew he was going to get more out of it if you had it in every movie. Of course, Spider-Man didn't go and retcon itself every time you started the new movie, but what can you do? Can I, can I, can I mention something about the leap between this and Army of Darkness yeah. real quick? I feel like there is almost a bridge too far, and I don't know if it it's because they didn't make them back to back. Uh, but army of darkness, I feel like is far more self-aware and far more winking by that time. Like Bruce Campbell was playing Ash, I think totally differently. Yeah. And he was far goofier and, and sort of acknowledged how silly he was. Um, and I, I just feel like there's, there's a self-awareness. Um, by that time they knew evil dead two was this big cult hit. They got a budget for Army of Darkness that mm -hmm. they didn't have before. Yeah, and I I feel like they were a little winkier with it. I feel I, I think Army of Darkness is a sillier movie, uh, but a less, I mean, it's comedic. Uh, I don't I don't want to sound like I'm coming down too hard on. Oh it, no 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 no! I I agree that, with you. It on does it. lose me a little bit because it is Bruce Campbell just being Bruce Campbell, but at that point. I think the logical progression with the Evil Dead trilogy is the first one's supposed to be a serious horror movie that kind of turned right. out goofy. The second one is still trying to be a horror movie while kind of giving like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The third one just gives up the horror movie premise and just goes, yeah, we're just going to, we're just doing this. 
We're just going to be silly. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's an odd, it's an odd movie. Um, I, I, I will admit it's been a little bit since I've seen Army of Darkness. I will watch Evil Dead 2 a little bit quicker than I will Army of Darkness. And it's nothing against Army of Darkness. It's just I really enjoy Evil Dead 2 a lot more. It's just it, it has that perfect lead up to Army of Darkness. Now, of course, I know we should mention this. There is, of course, the new series out now called Ash vs. the Evil Dead. I have seen some of that. I don't know if you have, Phil, at no, all. No, I haven't seen any of it. It's it's basically the uh, just just to sum it up real quick, and I'm not going to get into any super details with it. Old Ash versus old Ash, kind of up to his old antics, where it's like a almost yeah. monster of the week stuff sort of thing, and it's fun. It's it's a wink wink nudge nudge at itself. Sure. So that's that's something that I I enjoy that we're getting new stuff. I mean, is it something I'm clamoring to get to? No, because it's one of those I'd rather once it's all done be able to watch it from beginning to end and everything. Yeah, I can I can see that, and I can all, I can also see like just on what I said earlier about all this serious zombie stuff. Like now is the time we need a silly horror comedy like that. You know exactly. We had Cabin in the Woods a couple years ago. Shaun which, of the Dead. You know you have these, these spots so much from this movie. Shaun, of, I mean not Shaun. Oh yeah, yeah. Cabin in the Woods. <clears throat> Cabin in the Woods like, definitely borrowed so much from this. And that's what I I love that movie to to right no down end. to the cabin in the woods exactly that is, <laughs> that is where it all takes place exactly uh, no I mean I this this movie is great in the sense of it, it's it's also great because you get Bruce Campbell just getting a chance to just be the only person in the story for a good chunk of time too and it do, it's not boring like at no, no point is it something where you're like oh my gosh we're just still on this guy it kind of is it's the opposite effect i feel when they cut away to other people it's like what's going on um go back to him yeah. what's what's going on with him yeah you kind of like seeing him uh question his reality in the cabin and kind of try and figure out what's going on at the same time like he's having to cut his hand off and then it's skittering around the room in in and out of mouse holes. I mean, that whole that whole sequence is just great because it's so bizarre, and it's just Ash. It never like Bruce Campbell carries this movie. Yes. He's not. I wouldn't call Bruce Campbell a great actor, but for <laughs> by what no this, means <laughs> for what this calls for, like this is the perfect role for Bruce Campbell to just do what he does and fit into this movie like a puzzle. You know it. it He's he drops right in there. He does what he's supposed to do. He has fun with it, and and it's a hell of a lot of fun to watch. It, I, I'm I'm trying to look up to see if I'm just trying to spot it if there was any involvement by actually by Ray Harryhausen with this oh, stop wow. motion stuff. Yeah, because I mean it, it it is one of those things where this is very reminiscent. I mean it's not reminiscent. It's basically straight up just like that, and I thoroughly enjoyed that because i mean like i said watching jason the argonaut stuff like that it's this is this is stop motion claymation at its like peak of when it was being used and it's one of those things to where yes it aged terribly but that just adds to the allure and the humor and everything with this movie and the other thing i really like just to throw this in there real quick at you mentioning you know zombies and everything like that is they refer to them as deadites and they're not like it's it's kind of right. this, are they zombies? Are they just possessed? What are they? It never, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, they never fully explain exactly what a deadite is aside from just some evil thing. It's an evil dead. 
It's uh, exactly basically. I mean, yeah, and, and uh, I, I I enjoy that. It's I mean they they kill the one um the um the professor's daughter's boyfriend or the guy that was with her, and right. nobody seems to care. It's like, wait, was he actually possessed? It's like, no, he's just chopped up and dead. Nobody seems to mind and or care no, yeah, that that happened. Let's move on. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's just a, a, almost like a footnote in the movie. I almost forgot he was in the movie till you just said something. Well, no, I mean, it's the, the I feel like the reason they had to bring other people in was to have people to die. Like, that's, that's the thing. I mean, yes, could this movie have probably been done by just Bruce Campbell the entire time sitting there trying to find the pages of this book and figuring it out himself? Yeah, but then you wouldn't have had all the awesome other stuff going on that involved right. these people kind of coming in midway through what they think is a murder, and then it turns into the, well, worst night of all their lives, because once again, Ash somehow is the only one to survive this. And it's almost a, that's almost a callback, too, to like uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. or the, the old, um, I'm blanking on the name now, uh, George Romero. Uh, zombie movie, you know, trapped in the house, fighting off the. Oh yeah, yeah, that's night of night of the n- living yeah, dead. Yeah, that's I was about to say original, that's that's the night um, one. Um, but yeah, it's it's almost a callback to that. Uh, what you said about the stop motion aging terribly, I I want to put that, I want to put the special effects of this movie in context because what Raimi does so well is that he he is limited by his budget. And he just builds the world to look surreal. Yeah. So when you see like a stop motion monster, it fits in with the rest of the world that he's built. Everything looks cheap. Everything looks thrown together and weird and just twisted and bizarre. So it's not like you're looking at the stop motion going, oh, yeah, that's a that's a puppet. Uh, that's a stop motion puppet. You're just uh, going, obviously, oh, this is this another... Is- Obviously, right. this movie is not winning special effects award this year. How quaint! You're, yeah, you're you're not rolling your eyes at it. You're going, yeah, this is the world. This is the. Uh, I think I think Raimi at his best is Raimi on a limited budget. You know what I mean? Like yes, Raimi on a limited so budget much out of so little. It's it's great to watch. And as we may find out soon. Un- Limited budget and not having a ton of people telling them what they need to put in this in a movie. Right. Hint, right. hint. Spider Man Three. Right. It was. I mean, this was him. Uh, I, I believe Stephen King was a backer of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yep, I read that. And uh, the Cohen brothers, I want to say, uh, either threw in money or were. I don't know if they're credited or not as producers, but they. You know, they raised some money to remake the original, you know, because people liked the original. But it wasn't, it's only like a three and a half million dollar budget or something like that. So it's Uh, still actually, yes, you are right on the dot, 3.6 million. Okay. Um, Yeah, I looked it up. I looked up a bunch of Wikipedia stuff today because I was just so, I'm like, man, who is, oh, Ted Raimi plays the dead old lady. Like, that's. That's crazy, and and all of this uh, weird stuff. It was filmed uh, very close to where I was stationed in North Carolina, in Wilmington. A lot of it. So those woods around there, I've probably been around those woods and and stuff like that. It's uh, it's a really cool production on a shoestring, and God, Ramy gets so much out of it. It's it's so impressive, um, and and it was uh, it's been a couple years since I had seen this. I'm really glad. 
we landed on this as a topic. I, I, it I know. It's so much fun to revisit. Because the fun thing about um, episodes without Ellie in them is I got to find a topic that, one, she will not talk about, or two, <laughs> she just doesn't want to have anything to do with. Which it's not a long list, but it's a very concise list of very certain things. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I got to <laughs> find that out. Which, by the way, I'll point this out now uh, for our listeners. Um, at the end of the month, Ellie will be gone for a few episodes. This was a planned thing and everything, so I will have some people filling in then too. This one was not, but like I said, Phil was awesome to fill in and give me a chance to talk about Evil Dead. So, sorry, sorry, so, sorry to take back a second, and then we'll, we'll no, get no, right I'm back still... into. I, I, just, I just wanted to take the bandaid off for everyone who loves me and Ellie and everything for for that. Ellie will be gone, but she will come back, and I have, I think, some interesting topics to fill in that time while she's not here. <laughs> He's got a list. He's I, I, I've got a list, list, and it's seriously yeah. like, so you're not going to be here for when? I can do this episode and this episode yeah. Yeah. and this episode. <laughs> great. Awesome. I mean, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to have some great shows come out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, I mean, she, and I, I'm not trying to speak for her, and I'm sure she'll promptly on the next episode put me in my place for this. She's just... She's not that impressed with the old dad. She's like, I get it, but I'm just not a fan of it. Yeah, she's not going to listen to you and I yammer on about evil Oh, dead. no. <laughs> no. But the funny thing is she loves Cabin in the Woods, and I'm like, it's just, it's the... Uh. It's Evil Dead with money. It, it it's, is. Uh, it's, it's, it's Evil Dead know. with money, and it is the ultimate, in my opinion, it's the ultimate horror movie because it's pointing out that all horror movies technically can take place in this universe it's, that they build. It, yeah. Yeah, kind of. It's, uh, it's definitely the most meta. I I, I, uh, but, I love that movie for that too. It, I, I think it's great. I think it's a very clever movie. Uh, not the one we watched for today, but uh, you know we can. <laughs> this this, uh, this, this one's also clever esque. It's clever. On I, itself. Have a, I have a question for you. Is was this your first Sam Raimi movie? Was this your introduction to him? Give me one second. I'm gonna fact check myself real quick just to make sure because I'm uh, almost positive it is. But just in case, I want to make sure I get his movies correct because I know. Oh no! Wait, it wouldn't have been. Spider Man would have beat this. Really? Yeah, okay. I would have seen Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, let me just make sure real quick. Uh, filmography. You're talking about directing level, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm almost positive. Yes, Spider Man would have beaten this because I would have seen. Spider-Man, I think I it was in between two and three where I first watched this. Okay. Somewhere in there, because I know it was right after I got out of high school, is where I watched this. Um, and then I also watched Quick and the Dead, which I feel is a super underrated and great movie. Oh, Quick not, and the Dead not, was Not a phenomenal right. movie, but great movie that I don't think a lot of people give the time of day to, and really should, because if you like westerns, it's it's pretty dang good. And it's also it's, got um a, a young Leo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio and Russell Crowe is in that mm-hmm. movie. Along with um, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, Sharon Stone, <laughs> and a couple other famous people that I am not going to remember right off the... I forgot that he did that. Yeah, but, uh, I, I just I was just looking real quick, so I'm like, I'm just going to make sure I'm right, because I'm pretty sure the, the first two Spider-Man movies, and then I, I'm almost positive I saw this one before I saw three, because I think I made a comment in three that they should have had him, like a bit better nod to him being Ash in the so third you, movie. Almost worked backwards. You started with like the bigger budget yes. movies, and then yes. and then worked back. Yes, that that is correct. And I I, I know that 
might be losing me some of my um, love of this movie, Street Cred. But I mean, I I, I was younger. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna age. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna point out exactly my age, but I think you could probably get exactly where I was in life watching these movies. So I don't think Evil Dead would have been one of those I would have gotten away with seeing before the time I did. Right. Uh, I was. I was an adult before I had even heard of this movie. Um, and I also I was, think that this is a movie that you have to, I feel like you have to see it at a certain point for you to really grab onto it and really get it. I, I mean, that just like, might be yeah. a personal opinion too. Yeah. Are you talking about you seeing it as an adult or seeing it as a child who is more impressionable? Do you think that would have, I think if you see it as an adult and you understand horror movies to an extent, okay. I yeah. feel like, if you see this one, I mean, like the way I did, to where I saw this before I saw the first one, so I had no reference point of what the first one was, I feel like that was a better opportunity for me to truly enjoy this movie. Because I think if I saw the first one first, I might have caught on to it, but I'm I'm very like strict on my horror movies. I don't like I, I like I like certain ones, and the ones I like, I love them to death, but I'm not like somebody who's like, oh, sweet, a new Freddy movie, or oh, sweet, I'm just like, right. eh, eh, whatever. Like, I'd like stuff like this to where, one, it's cheesy, and two, um, something to where, like, it's not a person hunting them, too. Like, one of my other favorites, which I'll mention numerous times, and hopefully we'll do an episode one day, The Thing is one of my favorite movies because it oh, is yeah. truly terrifying because it's it's 100%, like, they're stuck somewhere. Yeah. And this thing isn't something that can be reasoned with. It's something that wants them all dead for its own ends, and I love that about it. And this movie, I mean, it's the, the Necronomicon, the the Deadites. They they just want people dead. They really yeah, don't care, and that's that's why I enjoy about this movie is its cheesiness and its self referentialness to itself. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid point. Uh, having some history in horror, I think it does help. Yeah, if you've seen the thing, if you've seen. Alien, if you've seen uh, Night of the Living Dead, and then you see this, you get, you know, it's all rolled into... Yes. You go, oh, oh, this is an amalgam of, of all these things. So, yeah, that's a, that's a solid point. I hadn't I hadn't considered the history of horror also, uh, being a factor in how much you enjoy this movie. Another really. one to point out that, that once again, not to, not to sit here and hail Sh- Sam Raimi for everything he's done, but then again, to hail Sam Raimi for everything he's done, drag me to hell. Dragon Man Hell is a great movie. Is one of the um I'm not uh, one of our older daughters. She wanted to watch a horror movie, and I said, "Do Drag Me to Hell." And I was like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "It's enough horror that it could freak you out, but it's enough kind of campiness that it kind of it 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 tiptoes the line of if you if you know who Sam Raimi is, it's campy and fun. Right. If you don't, right. you're like, this is kind of scary. So that that was one of her first horror movies. I showed my kids that movie as well. Uh, as Probably more. They had seen the Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. um, so they knew the Sam Raimi. I think they knew who Sam Raimi was, and I, I'm the same way. I think it's a very effective horror movie without being terrifying. Yeah. It's not The Exorcist or, no. or something like that. Uh, it's a. I think it's a great starter movie. I think it's only like a PG-13 movie. Um, it's just don't check. It's super well done. It's. I mean, it, it's. It was sort of his return to horror after... It, it, uh, by the way, it does label it as a supernatural horror comedy. Which, once again, I feel like comedy... It's kind of one of those things where if you get who Sam Raimi is, you'll be like, oh, it's a comedy. If you don't, you'll be like, this is a, this is a horror movie. 
I think Sam Raimi just has comedy attached to his name, like really dark, twisted sense of yeah. humor. Sam Raimi. Um, oh, I think it. I think you are correct. I think it is PG thirteen. I'm not. It's a, seeing it anywhere it's, here. For it's some not a reason. terribly graphic movie. There's moments it's, of it. But it's, it's here's the thing. Anything graphic is kind of off scene, or it's kind of implied yeah. this is going on, but you're not seeing it. Which is, yeah. I mean, that's could be great movie making if you want it to be, or it could be terrible movie making depending on how you look at it. Depends on who's doing it, and I uh, think PG thirteen. Uh, yes, you are yeah, correct. Yeah, excels at that. There may be an unrated or R rated cut to it. That wouldn't surprise me either. But uh, uh, yeah, there, actually, that's, I'm that's really I'm solid. looking at one that says the unrated director's cut. So yes, right. there. <laughs> like now I somehow go, now you want to go see that. <laughs> like somehow you knew exactly what I was about to scroll down and see. I'm a I'm a big fan of that movie, so um, that's probably crossed my path at some point. It, um, it, I th- I want to say my first Sam Raimi movie was probably Darkman. Uh, it came out. I was in I was in high school when Army of Darkness came out, uh, but I didn't see it for years after that because uh, I didn't know what there was. Like two guys in my high school that knew what it was. You know what I mean? Everyone else was like, yeah. what the hell is this movie? <laughs> you know? um, but, uh, yeah, I want to say that and then probably The Quick and the Dead and uh, either Army of Darkness or Spider-Man I watched after that. So it's it's right in that pocket. And then I was probably in my 30s before I went back and watched Evil Dead or tried to watch Evil Dead 1 and then watch Evil – you know, someone was like, well, give – to a chance. I go, I didn't like one. They're like, watch two. It's a yeah, remake yeah. of one, but it's good. <laughs> it, and, it, and I'm glad that I uh, I caved because it's super solid. It is one of those things where I, I own the entire – well, I actually own all four of the movies technically if you include the remake, which I still have not watched. Out oh, of just, yeah. I, I was going to ask you about it, that. It, um, the remake was one, and this is – this, this probably sounds like I'm the biggest a-hole on the planet. Uh, me and Ellie will buy movies sometimes and just completely forget we bought them. I have a couple and not, movies in And not rebuy yeah. them, but just be <laughs> looking at our shelf and be like, oh yeah, I forgot we own that. Still in the packaging, still sitting yep. there. Because um, like Black Friday sales, where we both used to work at different times in our lives, there was times where they'd have sales or something to where it's like, oh, I could get this Blu-ray for like three bucks. Okay, cool, whatever. And that's the thing is that's how we acquired a lot of our movies and that in the newer Evil Dead is one of those that I got off of just, well, I love the originals. I know it's not like that, right. but I want to own it and I have just never had the urge to watch it yet. It's one of those, I'm like, I feel like one Halloween night I, I will sit down and be like, all right, let's do this. Even though I've heard so many mixed opinions on it. But. Yeah, I've I've heard mixed too. I know hardcore horror people that think it's great. I know hardcore horror people that think it's terrible. I I don't know. It's one of those I'm like, eh, maybe I'll maybe I'll run across it on on HBO or something one yeah. time and actually sit down and watch it. But uh, like, I I used to do that same thing though because I'd buy movies that were like, oh okay, oh but it's rated R or it's a horror movie or something. And when my kids were little, I'm like. I have no. I don't have a two-hour block without children running around my yeah. house. Yeah, I, can watch <laughs> I, I so. know that. I know that that pain very real sometimes too. Yeah, <laughs> I would just sit there for years until I could finally. Oh, thank God, you're old enough to watch this finally. And <laughs> and for people in. who complain about us not watching um, Game of Thrones, there's your answer. It's because oh, that's I what me. Never watch. Yeah, that that's yeah. what me and Ellie <laughs> want to watch together, but um, due to 
children, which we, yeah. we both love very much, um, it makes that very difficult sometimes. It, it really is. Uh, there's, there's a few years where I just didn't see anything. And I love <laughs> movies. I love television. I, I just didn't watch anything. It was constantly like Nickelodeon. And I, I just, you know, it's that's... That's the reality of having children mm-hmm. sometimes is uh, you, there's, there's still a few year block that I'm catching up on. Like go yeah. back to 0405 and go, <laughs> what, what is this what, movie? What did I miss? <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I, I, I actually um, thoroughly enjoy the fact that my kids will watch um, Teen Titans Go because that is a show that I will just sit down and just watch out of just – uh, I just feel like watching something on TV. Hey, Teen Titans, go cool. So when they yeah. were, when they're like Teen Titans, I'm like, yes, yes, we will watch Teen Titans. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good t- kids TV on. Yes, uh, so there, there, there can be and there can't be, but. but but yeah, I'm I'm very glad they enjoy Teen Titans. So I'm like, it's superheroes, sort of, and I I will tolerate it very easily. It's close enough, yeah. So so yeah, that so so parenting corner now um has yeah, concluded it's it's no problem because it's it's so true it's so true but um but no i mean this 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 movie i i try to watch it at least every like two years at least and i i thoroughly enjoy it it's it's one of the like, like i said it i feel like i need to watch army of darkness now and if i didn't have to edit this episode i probably will would have watched army of darkness which by all means, I might just turn it on in the background while I'm editing. Right, right. But no, I just feel like it, it leads into it so much. And yes, you are correct that that movie is just ridiculously so self-aware. It's not even funny, but it it's I I, I like it for that. Like I said, I'm not it, a it, horror movie it, fan, it, so I like cheesy horror movie that mocks itself and it hardcore horror purpose, movie yeah. that hardcore horror that also is like terrifying, but. It is what it is. Yeah, I think Army of Darkness serves its purpose purpose for me. You know, it is what it is. It's it's comedy. It's silly, uh, and that's you know it kind of brought us Bruce Campbell as we know him today. Yes, it, uh, it, kind it, of thing. It, it solidified him as this one hundred ten percent B rate act, actor actor yeah. who just was 100% comfortable being there and be, knew, he knew what he was and was like absolutely I got this. that's what that's what makes him Bruce Campbell is he knows who he is he's not trying to be uh a real leading man actor he's like that the joke is that he's not that but he's pretending to be that and it's like I think that's what's brilliant about about Bruce Campbell, honestly, and Army of Darkness, like that's whole hog. Uh, looking back at this today, I watching him drive the Oldsmobile. Oh, there he is. Yeah. What watching him Sorry, drive I, the I Oldsmobile? Have, just, just to explain, is, uh, I have a pop figure of um, Ash, so I just held that perfect. up to to show Phil. But anyways, uh, uh, Oldsmobile, the Oldsmobile, the Sam Raimi Oldsmobile. Yes. And realizing, like, oh, this this movie came out and it was just Ash driving a car. And now you look back and go, that's Bruce Campbell in the Oldsmobile. This is a Sam Raimi yeah. movie. Like, it's it's sort of that. Um, Wait a second. So what iconic. movie are we watching? Oh, hey, isn't that Bruce Campbell? Isn't that another? Oh, it's a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just. Uh, yeah, I got where the, this the is going. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I. 
like, like I said, it's I feel, become a, like a cultural icon it, over, it is. over the past 30 years. And as we pointed out, and as I will continue to point out with our Spider-Man breakdowns, um, that Osmobile makes an appearance there, as does Bruce Campbell as different characters every time. But as still, it, it's it's just, I swear it's the same person in the, in the Spider-Man universe. He just keeps getting different jobs to annoy Peter. That's I like that I like that logic. Like so, it's, it's, it's not him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not people that that look like him. It's he's the same guy every time. Just or it is top. Bruce Campbell playing himself as a Mater D. As you know uh, what? Actually, that's even better. It's sure. it's Bruce Campbell because you know it's tough being a B-rate movie actor. That's I'm right. gonna go be a Mater D now. Work is work. It, it, that that is true. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean this is. And, and and you mentioned this and I really briefed over it and I'm 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 really calling back now to this. Um Shaun of the Dead. A great movie, one that Love I Shaun of the Dead. will yeah. get to talk about one day on here. The Cornell trilogy is something I do want to do because I feel it's it's right in that niche of movies like Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness with these movies. But you can definitely tell they were one hundred and ten percent inspired by Sam Raimi because they had that whole zoom in stuff with um like like where they're where they're prepping and getting ready and it's that zoom in oh yeah they'll adjust something it with them it was the it was the refrigerator where they opened the refrigerator it zoomed on the milk showed them pour it it was that whereas in the evil dead it's him assembling his arm and then it i mean the chainsaw and then in army of darkness it's him assembling his arm so which like, like I said, that's that's you're watching it. And you're like, that's Sam Raimi right there. So, totally. I, I just wanted to mention that because it dawned on me, and I'm like, oh yeah, we touched on that. I need let me go back real quick. So, uh, I, can we can we talk real quick about the edit editing of this movie? I, they and, they and edited just, this movie. Uh, kind of, yeah. Okay. I, I I want to talk about like the the way. It, I mean, it's edited quick. It's edited jumpy. Mm-hmm. But. I think that's part of Raimi's like style, like his economy of storytelling. Like there is no wasted time. Like it's ash in the woods and then it cuts to the airport and you don't see the plane landing. You don't see it. It's just people getting off a plane and they're talking about the Necronomicon pages right, right there. And it's, it's fast and it's quick and it doesn't seem jarring. It's just, we're giving you story. We're giving you information. Um, and I, I, at that point, I took notes because, uh, let's see, I have drive to cabin, summon spirits, kills and buries girlfriend, gets possessed, runs away, comes back, Annie lands with pages, spirits return, Linda attacks. All that is in the first 20 minutes. I was about to say, get- that if, if that is over 30 minutes, I would be astonished because they, no, they – I mean, it is it shoved along. in your face, but it doesn't feel – No, it doesn't. Forced. It doesn't it's, feel It's forced. a natural flow of the movie, and I think – I don't know if it's by accident or if Raimi is just skilled in giving you a lot of story in a short amount of time. No, I it think... reminds me of old old comic books. Um, like if you read like old Steve Ditko uh, drawn Spider Man, the original mm-hmm. Spider Man run, all that stuff's in like nine nine panel grids. And it gives you so much story in like four pages, you feel like you've read an entire comic book. But because you're only right at the beginning. So, right. And and I feel like that may be, I know uh, Sam Raimi's a comic book guy. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if he takes that style of storytelling 
uh, from that. It wouldn't surprise me in the least, to be honest. I mean, it, he he obviously knew what he was doing with Spider-Man to a lesser extent for two out of three. Um, for a couple of them. I, and you know what? I, I, I'm not going to argue it yet, but it's coming. I, I am going to argue a certain <laughs> point about three. I'm going to defend it, and I think my logic is sound. But I don't feel good about what I'm going to be arguing. So, so I know that. the defenders are there. I know there's some merit to it. You will never get me to like that movie. Though. <laughs> I, I I just there, there there's one scene I just want to give context to, and that's it. That is that's all fair. I want to do. And you know what? It's probably it, it can't save the movie. It can't. I, it can't I'm save. Looking, I'm looking forward to that episode. It, a lot. it can't save it. But I I want to defend one scene that everyone rails on as like a no 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 no. You don't understand. It's not as bad as it seems. <laughs> it might be way worse. <laughs> it's 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 still as bad as it is to watch. But I I get where you, I I think I know where you're coming from, and I'm re- I'm really looking forward to that discussion. Which, I'm enjoying that series a which, lot. Which, by the way, I'll, I'll drop this now. We normally don't reveal. Um, your your partner in crime, your co-host in confidence, David Luzader, is going to be the um the third the third wheel on that adventure. David's great. David I, will be a, a great uh, uh, third chair for that. I, I'm I'm so excited to have him on for it and everything. Um, I, I a behind the scenes thing for for the listeners real quick since since I got Phil here to confirm this. Um, I knew who I wanted to get for it to to do the Spider Man stuff. I knew exactly what I wanted to get. The only problem was who was going to go with which one. Um, Emron had to, like, I, I, I gave him first pick and I think you guys either fought or drew short of straws or just, I don't, I don't know what, what you guys did to land on who had which one, but I, I'm, I'm so happy that, that, that you guys oh, are David, involved vo- David volunteered for three. I, I think he has some, uh, defense that he wants to put up to I use, uh, I'm not going to get inside baseball on. <laughs> oh all no, that, no. I'm, but, I'm just uh, saying that, that I, I really uh, enjoy that you guys are doing it and it's, it, it's it's been a lot of fun doing this this series, and I'm excited for, of course, wrapping Spider Man up, but then of course going to Harry Potter next. So David David is just uh, off track of uh, Evil Dead. I in I love talking to David about movies mm-hmm. every week. You guys are gonna have a great time because he is just he's super knowledgeable. Oh no, uh, I, I'm... It, it, he's just he's fantastic to talk to about about movies and about comics and all that stuff. So you're getting. You're getting it all rolled together there, and you guys will have a great show on that. I, I can't wait for it. Now it'll be out, of course, later this month, everybody. So buckle up. Um, Perfect. But no, sorry, sorry, sorry to sidetrack real quick. It's like it's like wait a second, because I that's what we do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I could talk about this real quick and have it confirmed how some behind the scenes stuff for everyone of Zingness. Um, but no, I mean it, it's. I completely forgot what we were talking about before we got sidetracked. Uh, uh, Raimi editing. Uh, yes. Where do we go after that? Oh, his his pacing with stuff and the Spider-Man movies. I feel have that to an extent too. I mean, each minus the first one, each one of the se- sequential ones afterwards. Of course, the credits normally have a recap, but those seem to get going pretty quickly too. Yeah, for the most part, when they don't feel like it's rushed, and that's I think the biggest thing is when you're watching a movie and you feel like they're just trying to rush to get to something. This movie didn't feel like they were like I, everything you described. I was like that, that, that I, I know from watching it several times that's in the first 30 minutes, but it didn't feel rushed right. or anything. It felt like they were and and they, and they got everyone to where they needed to be. And it was great. And like I said, I'm 
so happy that Bruce Campbell was, you know, the one kind of carrying a good <laughs> chunk of the plot for a while because he was just great to watch. It's it's brilliantly cast, and it. I don't. Maybe you know this. Were uh, Ramy and Campbell friends like before they made these movies? How did do you know how he got cast, or or was that this, is, did, is this where very they met? Good question. Let me see if I can. I want to say they were friends beforehand or knew because of each other. It just seems like they have such great chemistry working to, you know, like he got so much out of Campbell um, and he just seemed perfect for this. I didn't know if he wrote it for him, if he well, just fell he, into his lap or, or what the deal was. Well, tell you what, it's got a breakdown here. So th- this might confirm or deny this. It's got a breakdown here of recurring collaborations that Sam Raimi has done. Bruce Campbell was in It's Murder, which is one of the first things he did. He is not in Clockwork. He is in Within the Woods, Evil Dead, which I think Within the Woods was the, like, kind of, yeah, the um, sort of prequel, the the kind of student film that, that led to oh. Evil Dead. It's surprising that there was something prior oh, to that. Yeah. Um, he was in both of those. He was in... Crime Wave, he was in Evil Dead 2, he was in Dark Man, Army of Darkness, he was not in Quick and the Dead, he was not in A Simple Plan, he was not in For the Love of the Game, not a in The Simple Gift. Plan, I forgot that was Raimi, yeah. oh my god. Um, he was in all the Spider-Man movies, he was not in Drag Me to Hell, but he was in Oz the Great and Powerful, so that goes over his um, okay. career, and minus Ted Raimi, who I think is either equal to, if not... Yeah, Ted Raimi and him, I think, have the equal amount of times that they've collaborated. Okay. Oh, no, 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 wait, wait. I, I stand corrected. Bruce Campbell has one more over him. Uh, within the woods, uh, Ted Raimi had nothing to do with, apparently. Oh, okay. So that, I think, should tell you that I, I assume they're friends. Yeah, least, it sounds um, like they go way back. And, we're good uh, with each other. And everything. I don't know if they uh, were film school buddies or what, but that, yeah. I mean, I'm sure if I did more research, I could find out. But I, I, I just knew that there was a chart somewhere that showed how many times he's collaborated with certain people, and Bruce Campbell's right across there. Hold on, wait. Actually, nope. I'm gonna, I'm gonna correct myself because you know if I did proper research beforehand. Uh, <laughs> he begun to make Super Eight movies with his childhood friend Bruce Campbell. Really? So That's there you go. Cool. There, there is your answer to that. Um, all that build up for if I had just read the first part of this yeah. thing that I was looking over, <laughs> I would have had paragraph. the answer. <laughs> so yes, um, yeah, those Super Eight movies probably don't show up on his IMDb filmography. No, 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 of course not. But no, I sorry, I, I just I was like, I, I, I there's got to be something in here about, it. and I'm like, oh, if I just read the beginning, it would have been right there. So that's uh, yeah. Another sidetrack. A simple plan. Great, great movie. Never uh, Sam Raimi it? movie. Maybe. And I always forget that that's him because it's not super weird. It's there's a couple moments, but it's just a really dark uh, movie about greed. It's really it's a really interesting part of his filmography. And I think that's why I always forget it was him. The other one I forget that's him um, that pops up. I think it is the the for love of the game one too is another one that I'm like I yeah I don't know that one either. It's a baseball movie. Kevin Costner. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't know that was him. Yeah, he directed it. Um, 
And I, I, I forget that he did the Oz, the Great and Powerful, and then I immediately remembered, no, it's Sam Raimi. Of course he did an Oz movie. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that one. That's a uh, James Franco? Yes. Is that, that the is one with the, James Franco in it? That is the James Franco one. Um, if you... I think we've mentioned it. The Green Goblin is kind of based off of the Wicked Witch from the original, oh, right. yeah. original movie, right? And everything. So that's 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 how whenever I go, wait, he did, and I'm like, oh yeah, of course he would have done that because he was very inspired by He's a giant that fan. Movie. Sure. Yep. So um, yeah, I don't I don't know if you have anything else. I think we've I've I've, I've gotten the the Evil Dead itch out of my system for at least now until later. Sometime in the future where I'll do Army of Darkness where Ellie is not on again. <laughs> or maybe I'll force uh, w- her to I be on and her. it will just be awesome for everyone oh, except for her. To listen to. I would urge you to uh, hit up Hammond Chamberlain for Army of Darkness. He I will definitely keep that one in mind. giant fan of that, of that movie. But I, uh, like I, I said... has a prop from that movie in his office. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a big fan of Ash, so... I will uh, definitely. Yeah, you, that's that's my go-to uh, when you want to talk about Army of Darkness. Is I will definitely keep that in mind for next time uh, for a time when I need to plan for Ellie not being available to record, and I have not talked about Evil Dead in long in a long enough time. <laughs> you gotta. You so gotta next week, the, you gotta scratch the itch every once in a while. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna go to a quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna wrap everything up on this week's episode of Zing This. What's up, UFOnauts? It's your UFO guy, Rob Christofferson. Have you ever been curious about the UFO phenomenon, but unsure of where to start? Have you ever wondered about just what crashed at Roswell? Have you ever wanted common sense advice about licking UFOs? The answers don't. Then check out the Our Strange Skies podcast, where we dive into America's rich UFO history and uncover what these sightings say about ourselves. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and most podcast apps, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget to look up, because you never know what you'll find in our strange skies. In Gray We Trust. Alright everyone, welcome back. Still me, Zinger, and still Phil Rude here. Um, we're going to wrap things up today with this um, very, very fun, very um, long-awaited discussion on one person's side, me, um, to discuss Evil Dead for the first time on Zing This thoroughly. But, um, Phil, where can people find you on the internet if they want to hear more discussions from you or more from you? Uh, my personal website is philrude.com. It's my, my art website. Um, you can get all my social media links from there, or you can find me on the broke bot podcast. That's me and David Luzader. We talk about sci-fi movies, uh, TV shows, uh, when Westworld comes back, we're going to dive into that and do the episode by episode. Uh, and that's on the blazing caribou studios network. So, uh, blazing, Carestudios.com. You can get to us from there. Awesome, and they and you guys did um the Prestige recently. Uh, the Prestige came out last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, I believe. Uh, let's see, it's Altered Carbon coming out this week. The Netflix um, sci-fi show. We watched the pilot for that. 
And we are going to be talking about Annihilation tomorrow, and that should be coming up next week. So we've got a few good shows lined up. I, I pre- Prestige is one of my also ranks very highly up there in my movie Echelon. I love that movie, yeah, and I, loved you, yeah. you guys did that movie justice. Minus one thing, though. Oh, here it comes. You didn't do the top billing of Wolverine versus Batman. No, nah, it's been done to death. I didn't exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wolverine versus uh, Batman with Alfred and Black Widow, and uh, yeah, everybody's in that movie. Um, and David and, Bowie. Uh, and uh, David Bowie. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, we had a lot of talking about. It. It's always, you know, we've watched some some real turds lately, uh, but when we can can come around to something that we love. Uh, it's always a great time. Like we did the thing a couple months ago. Yeah. That's a, I know that's one of your favorites. That's me and David's favorite. You were on for our aliens episode last mm-hmm. year. Uh, and we just had a blast breaking down a movie that we've all seen a hundred times. It's, it's great to dive into these classics that we love and we can talk about, you know, we could do a four hour episode about the thing or something like yeah, that you no. know, if, if we wanted to. Um, so kind of like Evil Dead, we could sit here for another hour going, you remember when, oh man, that one scene, which, which by the way, another thing I forgot to mention, I do love the part (laughs) where it shows the chainsaw, like where he pulls the curtain back and it's got the chalk outline outline. for, yeah. So you knew there was a chainsaw there. And then he still goes chainsaw. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case you didn't read the chalk outline, right? Yeah. It's yeah, it's perfect. All right. Um, of course, Ellie will be back next week, barring any unforeseen things. Um, I'll give you guys a hint real quick on what next week's topic will be. Um, this, this is one I've been excited about and wanting to do for a while. Naruto. It'll be Naruto, it, won't it? It is. It is you, you're close. <laughs> it is an anime. It is an anime. But um, what's your sin? Which, se- which of the seven deadly sins are you? And we're not talking about Full Metal Alchemist, the other show featuring Seven Deadly Sins, called The Seven Deadly Sins. We're we're doing Seven Deadly Sins next week. I'm excited because um this this might be a shocker. That definitely is in my top five anime of all time, and it's not they've only gotten one season out of it. So oh. that may be telling you something about how much I love this this uh, series. So. Maybe Nor- maybe Naruto another week because that doesn't even <laughs> I think break my top twenty. But I just want to. That's that's my. Uh, whenever I think of Ellie being a fan of something, it's Naruto, and she hates season four. Like that's yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That's about right. I think it's come up on a couple different episodes I've been on. It's it, it, it becomes a sticking point for her somewhere. It becomes that, or if we ever discuss anime, it also points to me just going, oh, well, if it's not Dragon Ball Z or this or that, you don't like it. And I'm like, well, you're not wrong. So, <laughs> well, she knows it. She, she knows what she likes. Um, with that, of course, you can find um, the Zingness Podcast. We are part of the Dark Myths Podcast Collective. You can find more dark and scary um, podcasts over on Dark Myths Org. You can find me every week, as I said earlier, discussing Star Wars stuff on Knights of Vader podcast. And, uh, of course, you can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, Tuned In. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. They help us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, uh, at Zingness. You can also find us on 
Instagram at Zingness Podcast. If you want to contribute to the podcast, you can, of course, go to Patreon where you can do that. If you want to buy stuff with our logo on it, which we do have new stuff available, there is um, our T Public site. And if you want to email us directly, it is zingthis at gmail.com. Our sound guy is A.A. Ron. Our logo is done by Chris Zinger. And finally, DJ Golden Boy 89 Play us out. And one more time, I want to thank Phil Rude for for running the Audible, coming in at the last second to, to help get this play off the ground. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Or I will. You'll see Phil, Phil somewhere else on the internet. Hopefully. I'm around.